0: Father God, thank you for all your mercy to us. Thank you for um, thank you for the people that are gathered here today. Um, thank you for Jesus Christ. We pray, Lord. Um, thank you for us having uh, food to share, and we pray, Lord, that you bless everyone here and their families. And we pray, Lord, as we look to your word, that you would help us to uh, to understand your word and to. Um, and to know the truth of your word, and we pray this in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. All right, so, <clears throat> so today our message is from uh, 2 Corinthians chapter one, and I'm going to start reading in verse eleven. By the way, I'm just I'm getting over a cold myself, so I don't think I'm going to start coughing in the middle here, but it's a possibility. Um, <clears throat> So, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, starting in verse 11. You also must help us by prayer, so that many will give thanks on our behalf, for the blessing granted us through the prayers of many. For our boast is this, the testimony of our conscience, that we behaved in the world with simplicity and godly sincerity, not by earthly wisdom, but by the grace of God, and supremely so toward you. For we are not writing to you anything other than what you read and understand, and I hope you fully understand, just as you did partially understand us. That on the day of our Lord Jesus, you will boast of us, and we will boast of you. So, Paul, this 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 part that we're talking about today, it starts off with Paul asking with Paul asking for prayer, or really. To, telling them that they must pray for him. Um, And then just the verse before that, verse 10, he was talking about how they're putting their hope in God. And verse 10 says, He has delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us. On him we have set our hope that he will deliver us again. And that's kind of what uh, part of what um, like we talked about the last time I was here, is we were talking about the afflictions they were going through. The deliverance that they needed, and how they were—they were putting their hope for that deliverance in God. We see right after verse ten, it goes into um, verse eleven, our our passage for today, and he asked for prayer. So, so it's, he's he's telling the Corinthians that they are to work together with God. He's looking, he's looking to God for hope. At the same time, he's telling them that they must pray. So. We want to have uh, the right understanding and the right attitude when it comes to prayer. We shouldn't have the the thought that because God is going to do whatever God's going to do, then it doesn't matter whether we pray or not. That's not how the Bible talks about it. That's not how Paul talks about it here. Paul says that there's a a cause and effect relationship between the prayers that that people are going to give and the blessing to them and to the people they're going to minister to. Because... Because we pray, because, because they pray that uh, other, other people will be blessed by the ministry and give thanks to God. God is in control of all things. And so he, he doesn't need us. He's in control of all things. But one of the ways that, he, that, he, that he's planned to work his will, one of the ways that he's planned to work in this world is through the prayers of his people. And it's a blessing and a privilege that we're able to take part in, in, in the work of God. So this is a prayer that's focused on Paul and on the the help he needs, the deliverance he needs, so that he can continue in ministry. So it's a prayer that that the the goal and the focus is on on the ministry that Paul will have to others and the help that he needs in order to keep carrying out his work. It's similar to um, what he says a few chapters later in in chapter 4 of 2 Corinthians. He says, For it is all for your sake so that as the grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. So that's um, that's the goal of the prayer. The goal of the prayer is that through Paul's ministry, grace will extend to more and more people and they'll be giving thanks to the glory of God. So. We see that um, it's a specific kind of prayer. This isn't the same kind of thing as like um, asking God for help when people are sick, although, you know, that's something that, that we should do, that we're called to do. Um, and actually, we, we were just praying for, for a lady in our church who's, who, who's taken to the hospital. Um, and it's not, it's not the same kind of prayer as thanking God, although that's something we're definitely supposed to do. We should be always giving thanks. But this is a specific kind of prayer for Paul. Um, that he'll be able to continue his work. It's a prayer that he'll be able to overcome the challenges that are facing him so that the ministry will be able to continue, so that more more people will be able to hear the word of God, so that God will be glorified. And uh, so it's a prayer that's focused on the kingdom work, a prayer that's focused on the ministry. Just like Jesus in the Lord's Prayer, which I'm sure... You've heard before, you know that it says that one of the things the Lord tells us to pray for is thy kingdom come. So when we pray for the for thy kingdom come, what it means is we're praying for the success of God's kingdom in this world, for the success of God's church, of Jesus' church in this world, that the mission of the church, which is to make disciples of all nations, will be accomplished. There's another place in, uh, in Colossians where Paul also asks for prayer. He says... Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful with it in being watchful in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray also for us that God may open open to us a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ. So that's something that we should be praying for continuously, that there be an open door for the word, that there wouldn't be obstacles in that, that we would overcome the obstacles that are set in our way and that we'd be able to, um, to share the, the, the word with people. And I think this is a, conne- this is a conviction for myself and should be for, for Christians that we need to be praying for our elders. We need to be praying for our pastors um, and, for the, and for the work of the ministry. And that's something that I think myself, I don't always do as much as I should. Um, and this is a way that all believers can participate in the ministry by praying. And must participate in the ministry, like it says. You must help us in prayer. And the Corinthians that Paul was writing to, they didn't have the same ministry that he did. They didn't do the same things he did. They didn't go around to different cities and start churches, or not all of them did anyway. But they still had a ministry, and this ministry of prayer is very was very important. So pr- please pray for us. Pray for me. Pray for our church, uh, that God would overcome any the obstacles that we face. And that, uh, that through us, God will be making disciples and for, for the increasing of thanksgiving to God for the glory of God. So then, going forward still in our, in our passage in 2 Corinthians 1, the next verse is, is verse 12. So I'll read 12 and 13. For our boast is this, the testimony of our conscience, that we behaved in the world with simplicity and godly sincerity, not by earthly wisdom, but by the grace of God, and supremely so toward you. For we are not writing to you anything other than what you read and understand, and I hope you will fully understand. So here Paul's talking about boasting, and that might kind of throw us off a little bit. Like, isn't, isn't boasting bad? Like, shouldn't we not be bragging about ourselves and boasting? Um, but Paul's boasting not not of himself, not in himself, but in the grace of God. Like it says there, it says there, not by earthly wisdom, but by the grace of God. And Paul says a similar thing in, uh, in 1 Corinthians 15, where he's talking about the people that Jesus appeared to after his resurrection, and especially how he appeared to the apostles after his resurrection. And it says in uh, 1 Corinthians 15:9. For I am the least of the apostles, unworthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And His grace toward me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is with me. So he's saying, I'm not bragging in myself. In fact, I'm not, he's saying about himself, he's not even worthy to be called an apostle. But he's he's boasting in, the grace of God, what God worked in him. And uh, so in, back to our passage in, ver- in verse 12, Paul is telling them why, why the Corinthians should, should support him and why they should pray for his ministry. He says, The testimony of our conscience that we behaved in the world with simplicity and godly sincerity. And we should, I think that's something that we can ask ourselves of how have we lived in this world? How are we living in this world? Are we living lives of simplicity and godly sincerity? Uh, Because that should be the goal of our life as Christians as long as we're in this world. We're not trying to seek to make much of ourselves. But we're trying to live a simple life and to serve God sincerely. To serve others with sincerity and be a blessing to them and point them to Jesus Christ. And Paul makes a contrast between himself and those who are, um, and those who are living by earthly wisdom. Just like in, uh, there's another passage that talks about that in chapter four. He says, "But we have renounced disgraceful, underhanded ways. We refuse to practice cunning or to tamper with God's word. But by the open statement of the truth, we would commend ourselves to everyone's conscience." In the sight of God, so Paul's saying, like that, contrasting the wrong way to do, to the wrong way to do ministry, the wrong way to, to share the word of God with people, and the right way. But we have renounced disgraceful, underhanded ways. We refuse to practice cunning or to tamper with God's word. But by the open statement of the truth, we would commend ourselves to everyone's conscience, in the sight of God. <clears throat> And that's, uh, you know, that's the same um, kind of ministry that, that I hope to have, that us in this church that we're seeking to have. You know, we're not trying to show off how skilled we are, not trying to make up some new teaching, some new philosophy that comes out of our own minds and show how smart we are. We're not, try- not trying to impress with, uh, with eloquence or trick anybody. We're just trying to proclaim what this book says. And our desire is the same as Paul's desire that he expresses here in a. Uh, In verse 13, that they would fully understand. Like he says that you... It says... For we are not writing to you anything other than what you read and understand, and I hope you fully understand, just as you did partially understand us. And that's our desire for you, is that you would fully understand... Word of God. And then in verse 14, which is the last verse we'll talk about today, um, that on the day of our Lord Jesus, you will boast of us and we will boast of you. So now we talked before about the effect of the ministry and the effect of the prayers for the ministry that we can see in this world. We could see, hopefully, we hope to see more and more people knowing the blessing of Jesus Christ and thanking God for that blessing. That's why we want to support, That's why he wanted the Corinthians to support him in his ministry. And that's what we pray for. But now we're looking at the other side of it. Looking at not only at its effect in this world, but in eternity. At the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. So someday, all of us right here that are in this room right now, someday all of us will stand before Jesus Christ. And we want to live our lives now in light of that fact. In light that we will stand before Jesus and we'll have to give an account of our life. Um, and those of us who, who preach the word, who share the word with people like I am right now, one of the things we'll have to answer for is for the ministry that we do and for how um, whether we're ministering faithfully and sharing the word faithfully. Um, there, uh, Paul talks about that in, uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. If I can there. Hold on. Here we go. He says, for no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become manifest for the day will disclose it. It's like we're saying the day of the Lord Jesus Christ will show what, whether their ministry was really worthy because it will be revealed by fire and the fire will, the fire will test what sort of work each one has done. If the work that anyone has built on the foundation sur- survives, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned up, he will suffer loss. So he himself will be saved, but only is through fire. So that's, um, the one of the, things that those of us who are teaching the Word of God will have to answer for what we've done with the ministry. But those of you that, that hear the Word also will have to answer to God. And you'll have to answer um, through God about what you've heard and what you've done with what you've heard from the Word of God. You've heard the Gospel. Um, you've heard the Gospel here before and in other places perhaps. Well, I'll, I'll share with you a few few more verses. So the the heart of the Gospel is first to know... First to know that we are sinners. First to know Romans three twenty three, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Because we've all sinned, we all, we all deserve the judgment of God. But there's good news that comes along with that bad news. The good news is, is what Jesus Christ has done. That God shows his love for us. And that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And then there's how do we respond? How are we going to respond to that message? And uh, we see that in Romans 10. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. And that's what we most desire for you to understand, is to understand the gospel message and to believe the gospel message and to, and to repent and, and profess your faith in Christ. <clears throat> so when Paul says, you will boast of us and we will boast of you, I think that that's what he's getting at is that someday, someday he'll have to stand before Christ and I'll have to stand before Christ and say, I, I preached the word. I was faithful. I, with, I lived my life in simplicity and sincerity. And I preached the word faithfully to these people. And they'll have to stand before Jesus Christ and say, yes, he preached us the word faithfully. And we believed it. And we followed it. And that's the same even with us here today. That someday, you know, we'll all, be, we'll all stand before Jesus someday. And, and we'll have to say, did we, that we, that we preach the word faithfully? And those of us who hear the word will have to say, yes. We heard the word preached faithfully, and we believed it, and we followed it. Um, so that's my message to you this morning, is to live your life in light of the day of the Lord. And uh, and also to continue to help the ministry, help us by prayer. Pray for the ministry of our church. So I'll close now. Uh, Father God, thank you that we could be here again. Thank you for Jesus Christ. And uh, we pray, Lord, for the people here that they would that they would grow and understand, that they would fully understand your word and your message to them. And we pray uh, that you'd uh, bless them and provide for them um, through the food pantry ministry here. And We pray, Lord, that you'd help everyone to, uh, to get what they need and to get home safe in the rain. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.